Welcome to the Heads and Bed Show, where we teach you how to get more properties, earn more revenue per property, and increase your occupancy. I'm your co-host, Conrad. And I'm your co-host, Paul. Paul, how are you doing today? I am doing great. I made it back from vacation. It's yes. a bit more harrowing than I expected it to be. We had to extend our trip down in Florida. I got it. Been worse yeah, than, against you know, your consent. Obviously, obviously, against my consent there. You know, we were actually down there for an extra <laughs> three days, I think. Inches of snow in Minnesota doesn't does, isn't conducive to flying. I've been told. I've learned now. No, it's good to be back. It's good to be back in the swing of things, back working, back doing everything. How are you doing, Connor? Not as good as you. I wasn't stuck in Florida for <laughs> an extended period of time, just stuck here in the temperate conditions or temperate weather here in the Carolinas. So it's not... Yeah too bad, but not all sunshine playing every day like you were. But no, it's all good. We we missed last week as everyone maybe who pays attention closely to the feed notices, but all good. Conditions happen. So we'll make sure that we stay back on track going forward. And yep. I'm excited to get going today. Do you have anything marketing minute related that you want to touch on? Anything you caught while you're on vacation flagged or thought that was interesting? Or well, do you want to dive into I mean, Google My Business today? Part of it is the Google My Business. So I guess I'll okay. start it off with the Google My Business profile strength portion of the discussion. And one of the things that did pop up last week was that Google, I think Google has finally officially rolled out their Google business profile, Google My Business profile, profile strength widget. They've been teasing this for a few months now. And I feel like we're starting to catch little things at the end of the year where it's similar to the optimization score, similar to the recommendations that are put out on the Google ad side of things. But I think one of the main sticking points for me, and it seems like a lot of the other people that I've seen on discussions and forums is one of the items that you need to have your strong or perfect profile strength is having Google ads, like creating a Google ads account through the Google My Business kind of integration as we do that, and then activating live chat as well. Two things that some businesses may just not Google ads you really don't need like that is not required it is not required that you have a google ads account to have a google my business profile google my business listing so i think that's just ridiculous but but there are it it, it for those people who do look at their google my business profile and are all of a sudden questioning oh my i'm only at fair strength or i'm only at average strength to take a make sure you're reaching out to if you have if you're working with an agency or work out and reach out to a marketing professional just to get some more insights so you understand what Google is asking you to optimize for or as far as how you can actually make it stronger or is your listing, your profile, the strength that should be. It's just, I saw a lot of pushback on Google saying, why would they require something like this? Why would those actions, why would those specific modules be required to run a Google My Business profile? Anything you saw on the marketing minute or what are your thoughts on that before we hop a little deeper into the Google <laughs> My Business listing side of things? Yeah, no, I'm happy to talk Google My Business today. I didn't have a ton of stuff that was like new and noteworthy. I think it's like extensions of things we talked about previously, i.e., you know, the Bing chat going yep, a little bit yep. off the rails. You may have missed that. <laughs> Maybe we'll toss a quick link or two in the show notes so people can yeah. catch up on it. But this one's interesting, I think, to dive into Google My Business because I think it's something where, I'll be honest, on the guest side, I placed a little bit less importance on this over the past, let's call it 18 months or so because of the emergence and the popularity of the vacation rental, right, which is now dominating a lot of searches when you go and do a vacation rental in destination search. So I've, it's not that I don't think Google My Business is important. In fact, it's on our tiers thing that we're going to be releasing here on the very, very bottom tier. I think even a small single property host may benefit. We'll talk in a second about how you can do it that the right way, but may benefit from a Google My Business listing. But yeah, this maybe I'll comment on the whole notion of Google's automated kind of grading of everything and how that can be a little bit misleading. I actually, I understand and respect what they're trying to do. 
Mm-hmm. Another example, when you're building a Google ad today, a text ad today, they mm-hmm. give you lesser grades, lesser marks on their ad strength score if you're not putting in enough headlines or enough descriptions right. or variation of descriptions, things mm-hmm. like that. The problem that I have with it is that I think it it's corners us into being like checkbox SEOs or checkbox marketers <laughs> where you just check right. boxes and do things properly. And oh, Google says I have a good score, therefore I'm doing things the right way or the correct way. And that's not really true. That's not actually the case in some cases. Like you could go open a Google ads account to your point from a second ago about the Google My Business a profile strength meter. But if you run that ads account poorly, then you're not really doing the right thing. So yeah, you've checked off the box of, yep, set up the ads account, or yep, I turned on messages. But then if you don't respond to the messages, again, like you've set yourself up for failure, I'd rather get like a mediocre score and have messages off and have my client be able to respond to messages sent through their website. Maybe that would reduce the overall volume slightly, but it's going to give a better experience to the customer, to the guest, than overly index and worry about hitting some mythical 100 out of 104, which really doesn't mean anything. I had a long debate with someone the other day, a sort of a team member of a client that we work with, mm-hmm. who was telling me that DA and DR, these ratings from Moz and Ahrefs, were in fact what correlates with rankings. And I'm like, these can correlate with rankings, but they're just approximations, right? They're just mm-hmm. like estimates, really logical estimates, but estimates nonetheless from third-party tools. I'm like, you could have a site that has a low DA that does very well inside of Google Organic. We have plenty right. of examples and vice versa. So that's my broad take on seeing this kind of stuff, which is obviously today we're here to talk about Google My Business. But I think my broad take is like, just be careful, like just reading off a checklist. <laughs> have someone you can trust that you can rely on and don't take Google's word as gospel or don't assume that just because it has a good score that you're going to get the best outcome. And if it has a bad score, you're not going to get a good outcome. Some of the recommendations that you and I kind of rag on endlessly in our chats together inside of Google ads are just terrible suggestions. I mean, literally, <laughs> I see keywords right. suggested all the time that would burn through my client's cash uh. just faster than gambling addict in Las Vegas. And these are considered good recommendations from Google to run a bit on the keyword vacation rentals, broad match, right. as opposed to right. bidding on their actual destinations. And to be to Google's point, it's hard to do this, right? Like it's hard to give intelligent recommendations across quite literally millions, tens of millions of different businesses in a billion different verticals, it feels like, right? Giving the same recommendation to a restaurant as you would to a vacational company is basically possible. Yeah, I'm empathetic, but at the same time, skeptical and at times a bit frustrated. So these are my emotions. I'm using all my feeling words today to, to describe the sense that I get from using these different tools. But Let's uh, maybe we dive into Google My Business specifically, because I think that's more of the topic du jour of today. So yeah, like I said, I've placed a little bit less importance on Google My Business on the guest side. Not that it's not important, it's just less than it was before. So if it was like before, let's say it was a, it was going to be able to drive you 10,000 people a month to your business on guest keyword searches. Now I think that number is probably a third of that, maybe a little bit less than yeah. that, because it just doesn't so, show up as often. But you were saying before we hit record that the owner side is still pretty important for my business, right? It is. And I think when you look at the, it's, I think a lot of it has to do with the terms that people are using when they're searching on the management side, on the owner side of things. Those property mm-hmm. management companies, vacation rental management companies, when management is included, I think it, you still tend to see a few that pull us into the vacation rental side. But really that Google, in most searches I do, seems to understand that when we're talking about vacation rental management companies versus just vacation rental companies or vacation rentals themselves, that they are showing a different local pack. They're showing the actual Google My Business listings as opposed to the Google vacation rental industries or the specific direct booking links there. I've definitely seen it be of value to have to make sure you're defining the right category that you are a vacation rental agency or you are a property management company. We've even talked about this, how Google kind of takes this a step forward, depending on the match type there that you're using in Google ads. I do think that's something that they build into kind of the results there of I we use phrase match, we use some exact match, try not to use broad match. That's just, it is, it's just asking for trouble there. 
But when that phrase match has been in place, I've seen a lot of branded searches that come through those specific as queries there. And it is. I'm I, the only thing I can think of is that Google is putting it together behind the scenes that on your Google My Business listing, you're saying that you are a property management company or a vacation rental agency in X area. If I'm putting property management company in X area in, Google's trying to connect the dots. And they are. They're giving us those branded searches. And sometimes I don't want to bid on the brand because, and I think we know that from the more the guest side, the people who are looking for the brand are really looking probably for the dates and rates, or they already have that familiarity with the brand where they're not looking for something else. They're not looking for the actual owner side, management side of things. So I do. I think there's a lot that factors in there. There's a lot of places where the Google My Business information just becomes more more imperative to how the business and how Google sees the business. I, high level, I think anytime you can take up more real estate, that's certainly to, to our benefit, but it does it and on the traveler side. When <clears throat> those first listings in the local pack are individual rentals that can be booked as opposed to the top level management companies themselves, it does, like I can see where you'd be more important to have that brand campaign in place in Google ads, making sure you're optimized on your base website, the brand domain, and making sure that you're number one in that place or number one or wherever you're, you're located for your specific branded searches. That is, it's another spot that people can at least access your website and your information to ensure that they're finding you at some point. It is. And what I know that you, not as much on the traffic side of things, but what are some of the areas that you have seen in reviews or hours or local stuff like that? Mm -hmm. What are some areas that you have seen benefit on the traveler side? I think reviews is exactly where I was going to go next. I think that if someone's going to do a brand search and they're going to look for your company specifically, having the opportunity or the chance to be able to go in and say, here's what I stand for. Here's a hundred people that have left positive reviews, positive feedback. I have a client and we started this before kind of these changes to Google where this was a lot more prominent previously than it was today. But I have a client who had around 10 or 20 Google reviews. And I said, hey, like, we really want to focus on building this out, making this a lot more. And this was back in 2018, probably when we started this campaign. He cracked earlier this year, or the end of last year, earlier this year, he cracked a 1000 reviews on Google now a 4.7 out of five star rating. Some people take it really seriously, and they dominate and they're like, I'm gonna have more reviews than every other company in this entire region. I actually wonder if he has this would be an interesting thing for me to research. I don't know if I can mm -hmm. do it. He's based in Georgia. I wonder if he has more reviews than any other vacation rental company in the state. I don't think that's a crazy claim for me to make. I don't know how I'd search that, but <laughs> I've looked at companies, bigger companies down in like Tybee and stuff like that. I've not mm -hmm. seen anyone that has many reviews as he has. Now, Resort tends to get a lot more reviews than like a yep. true vacation rental company. But yeah, I think that the actual review module is very important because if someone goes on Google, they search for the name of your company, they're going to see a website link, like you said, they're going to see your phone number. That's helpful. Some people are going to call for sure. And they're going to see the reviews. I think, and the reviews are very prominent there's something about the way that they show a little snippet and a preview of the reviews and the actual like knowledge panel block on the right side so people mm -hmm. will see specific keywords or feedback or whatever that people are giving about the actual business there's q a there i think that's another kind of similar thing where there's text mm -hmm. there's content some people are going to dig into that and read some of that stuff so it's not your own website but it is like a mini portal of information that mimics some of the stuff that you might have on your website inside of Google My Business. And I think, yeah, if I was going to pick a one beyond getting listing set up and having all the right facts in there, facts and figures, the website, the <laughs> photos, stuff like that, I think it would be reviews. I think there's a lot of value in getting those reviews built out there. And I think that would apply both on the guest side and owner side. One thing that we've talked about in the past is that, hey, if you can get some owner reviews, because most people have the majority of their guests are the ones that are leaving reviews, but this is just conjecture. I don't have any data to back this up, but I have clients who have pushed that, have gotten five or six or 10 owners to go and leave feedback on their mm -hmm. Google My Business profile. That company ABC manages my cabin. They do a phenomenal job, blah, 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 blah. They leave a five-star review. I wonder 
if that helps people searching, to your point from a second ago, on the property management side, find the company because they see both a mix of guest reviews and positive owner reviews. I don't know if you've tested that as well, but I think that's a valid thing to try at least. I would say absolutely. And I think I, I think the it's hard to say that the reviews, your, either your total score or the total reviews isn't affecting at least some of the local SEO. Because when you look at those map results, it, I mean, it, there's definitely a skew of usually high to low on the overall quality and a little bit not as rigid of 500 than 300 than 200 in the total reviews. But I do, I think that it factors into, especially on the map side of things, maybe not on, on the ne- necessarily the three pack on a local result. I think having more reviews is only going to help you. But that is, I I think that those are certainly what people perceive off the bat as being the most powerful and where you can really take the biggest hit too. Let's say you do have a bad experience. There's, I've actually watched in real time. It was, it was, I think an ice cream shop in Oregon that had a 4.1 star review. They had a really bad TikTok video show up out there and in real time, yeah, over the course of 12 hours, I just saw it went from 4.1 to 2.7. It's, it was absolutely insane. But it, it tells you just how beneficial, how valuable that is. They closed the Google My Business listing at one point just because they didn't want to take more negative reviews. But it, it, once you've, I think that's the other thing is once you've built that up, you don't want to transition. You don't want to lose it. You don't want to, cl- I mean, that that's equity that maybe not necessarily like buying a domain or anything like that. But in Google's eyes, I have to think it's, if not 1B, 1C, number two, slightly thereafter. Mm-hmm. I think it's really important to, to look at that. And I do, I think that Google has tried to turn the business profile into once they sunset Google Plus, which I don't know if you were you ever on Google Plus, Connor. I I was definitely on Google Plus. I got an <laughs> invite. I was in college. I got an invite to be on Google Plus, and I was like, "Wait a second, an invite only social network." <laughs> when you invite me, you're my only friend on Google Plus. So, yeah, what a throwback there. But yeah, that made no sense to me. Yeah, shout out to Google for building that. That actually, this is a total sidebar. Sorry, but now you got me on it. All right. Google Plus is a perfect lesson in trying what i mean by that is like if you're if you are smaller than like your competition right if you're like oh they have more properties than me they have more money than me they have more budget than me etc google had all the advantages on planet Mm -hmm. earth to build google plus into a successful product a successful don't even call it a social network like tiktok i don't actually think is a social network because you're not connected mostly to your friends on it it's a consumption platform like google plus could have been that maybe like news and scores and things like that put in there and they fumbled it so badly with so much of a head start that it just shows you that just because they're the incumbent, just because they have money or momentum or whatever, don't give up. Don't just write it off because there's someone that probably didn't start a social network because they were like, oh, Google's going to crush me and eat my, kill me and eat my lunch and I have no chance. And now it, they fumbled it so badly that it's just a remnant of, you know, bygone era. So yeah, yeah there, there was a time though, to bring it back to the Google My Business piece. I think that's the thread you were going down mm-hmm. where these things were connected. They were trying to use like your public identity exactly. with your Gmail profile and you would leave a review. Now that's more, more morphed into the local guide program. Actually, Google sent me an email the other day. I think I've been a local guide now for eight years on my personal Gmail account. And my edits get published very quickly, which is very helpful to clients. I don't think Google's listening. But yeah, I'm providing useful feedback to the community (laughs) by doing edits in there. 
And yeah, to your core point there on people going in, there's brand equity, there's brand value and having a Google My, Google My Business listing. Absolutely. Because even though, like I said a minute ago, but I've, what I said is true, like this is less important now than it was before. But to be clear, it's not important at all. I'll just pull numbers from the client that I was referencing a few minutes ago here with, in a minute with respect to the data coming in. But even though they don't show on most of these like vacation rental, cabin rental type searches, they show for thousands of other keywords mm-hmm. and they get a ton of brand impressions on this and they get hundreds and hundreds of clicks every single week on people looking for their brand name and seeing that review being assessed there again, looking at the Q&A, looking at the stuff. So it's a huge advantage to have a Google My Business set up and rolling and functioning and doing a good job to where I think if someone didn't have one, it's in, again, we talked about the tiers thing a minute ago to be released. We'll tease that on the podcast once it's done. It's one of the first things I think you can do. So maybe we go in a different direction here so we don't get on another Google My Plus Plus tangent. (laughs) What's your takeaway on, maybe you've studied this. I think I have some notes on it too companies that are versus are not eligible for Google Google My Business. We didn't touch on that yet. But some companies, they really can't do it. Some can. What's your read on that? Or what's your experience with that? Yeah, I do. I think those, the while the you want to grow, I think it's a good way to help grow your brand. You, you do have to have some type of baseline. If you're only a single, first of all, if you're only a single cabin and you don't live there, or you're only a single rental and you're managing for someone else, Part of getting your Google My Business profile verified and live is that you have to send a postcard, which I think has been a pain point for more people than I'd like to mean is I can't tell you how many have been sent to PO boxes and they're going back and forth with Google just trying to figure out how are we going to make this work. Yeah, I think that you do have to have some baseline and you have to have a you have to have an address. That, that is one of those things. If you don't have an address, that's what you're doing. You're getting yourself on the map. I don't know if I think for a while Google was actually that might have been a tagline on the Google My Business, like put yourself on the map. That's something Literally. that they, that it is. Now it's now that's really the main reason I think that some people, at least locally, would do that is because they realize, okay, I need to be on the map searches. I'm not worried about anything else. They don't know a lick about SEO, but they know they want to put their business on the map. So that's I think that's one of the main points of being able to versus not being able to. I think it is. I think the other scary part for in the vacation rental space specifically is you start, if you try to start doing individual units and that's not something mm-hmm. you're going to get upside down. You're going to, you're going to, I think it is. I've seen people that are just unverified or absolutely disabled to suspended some of these accounts mm-hmm. because they've tried to verify multiple locations and, and, it just Google's going to penalize you at some point. They they understand. They see the users who are starting to create things. They're ultimately Google's always still trying to give the best answers. So if they see something that's fishy, they're going to slap you on the hand. And if they slap you on the hand when you're er- early enough on, it's going to continue. That, that that's something where it's not going to you're not going to be able to get that back if you get that slap on the hand right away when your Google business profile is going live or getting verified or something like that. But what about you? Where are some of the areas where you've seen where it's just not the fit or something like that? Yeah, I think that's it right there is that you basically have to verify like an office location, right? Let's right. If we simplify it, that's basically what you need to verify. An office location that you're inside of is the letter of the law as it relates to Google. So if you don't have that, if you have a single vacation rental home, Look, you can try it. Again, I don't think Google's listening. You can try it, but don't bank on that. If you're getting away with it for a little while, good for you. But the best thing for you to do when it's feasible for you to do so is to set up some kind of office listing somewhere. Um, even if it's like a sh- like Google is now a little bit more clear on the whole shared co-working mm-hmm. space thing. There's yep. kind of an angle there where I think that's pretty legit, pretty possible. And you probably want to have an office like that anyways for some uses, like on the bottom of your emails, you have to put an address with right. MailChimp and stuff like that. You right. probably want to have some kind of office that isn't your house or 
a vacation rental home that you can verify to get people to go to. So I think it's just cost of doing business. I think it's fine to go through the work of setting that up. There's a lot of value you get from that. Again, if you have one property, probably not the way to go. And Google is going to keep disallowing and not approving those things. So if you have it today, mm-hmm. like to your point, Paula wouldn't bank on it. Like it could go away at any moment. And then don't sit here and co- cry and complain when it does happen because you were getting away with it. <laughs> There's plenty of people inside of uh, different communities and Facebook groups that I've seen that get kicked off and then they're screaming bloody murderous if Google did something wrong. It's no, you were wrong. And like, yeah. you knew, maybe you didn't know, but now you know you're wrong and you're not going to get away with it going forward. So yeah, there's basically no path of doing it with your single property listing. So I think the best thing to do is to actually get an office space if you have the means to do and then verify that. And then to our points here, what an asset to have long-term, like mm-hmm. whatever the dollar cost is of having that space, if you're planning to grow and be a big vacational company down the road, like those are necessary costs that you're going to incur. And they're going to be key to your growth and getting more people to find you. And that then you're really investing in the community, you're an actual business. So let's, yeah, again, if we zoom out for a second, I don't think about Google specifically, but if we just think about like where we think the best companies are and how they behave in the marketplace, that's usually what, you know, is that we see is that they have a local presence. They have a local office that you could walk into with a sign right. and people smiling and waiting for you at the front door or somewhere <laughs> to go wrong. All those things is what Google is looking for. So I think that getting that stuff set up is the right way going forward. And that's just kind of how I see it. We didn't talk about citations. I wonder if you have any takes on that. I had some thoughts here. I started my career doing citations. The first SEO job I had back in 20, well, this has been, yeah, 2013. Really, I started doing this in 2012 for my father-in-law's business. Hmm. And I feel like that used to be a bigger deal. I think it still matters today. But again, I don't think it's as important as it used to be because I think Google can just figure out like where your business is and if it matters. And I haven't seen as much benefit from that. But what's your take today on citations? Does that matter a lot? Or is that more just list your business places and it'll figure figures it out eventually? I do think that's as everything has gotten more machine learning, more more AI driven, I think there is. I think most of it is Google's just working behind the scenes to figure out. I don't think it hurts, certainly, but I don't think it carries nearly the same weight that it used to. And I, I think when you look at some of the other functionality that they've tried to roll out alongside Google My Business, I mean, the ability to do posts, the ability to actually create a website right within a mini website or something like that, right within the platform. I think they've taken more steps to build build that profile, build your overall business, build the equity, as we'll call it there, right within the platform and not requiring as much on, on the citation side. But I would say definitely it's willing to, it's worth diving in and talking about how you had done it and how you saw the value in that on the long-term side of things. Yeah, there were some clients in the past where we had used different services. I think Moz Local at the time was something that claimed to make this easy. Click a button that mm-hmm. will distribute your stuff out to all these other sites. I have somewhere I'm still paying for it because I don't know if it's helping or hurting, to be completely <laughs> honest. And I'm hesitant to cancel because I'm like, this client's crushing. So I don't really want to like save the hundred bucks by canceling it. But with a new company today, like I haven't seen anything where I'm like, oh no, we just can't possibly get this Google My Business profile to show up. So I think Google is just a little bit smarter now than they were before. If you have a unique brand name and you're legit, you're verified, you're set up in Google. I think that you don't need to do as much of that as you used to before. And honestly, if a citation is a good link opportunity, I'll take it because links are links and I appreciate links. But if it's just, oh, I'm going to randomly submit my address here to this sketchy website that no one goes to, I just don't think that has much value nowadays. Just like I think most links don't have value nowadays that are on sketchy websites. So I think my citation and link building go mostly hand in hand for the most part. If I can get a link from the site and it's legit, I'm all for it. If it's not really worth doing that, if you wouldn't want a link from the site, then why are you going to go get a citation on that site? It's kind of my takeaway. But uh, maybe we can do more testing on this because I haven't, again, it'd be interesting to do this with competitive market and then build this business from scratch or build a Google new Google My Business profiles from scratch and then see how things are flesh themselves out over the long term and address Mm -hmm. and go from there. That's kind of my takeaway on it. I agree. No, that is, I think the bottom line is as, 
as much as you can. You want to build out your Google My Business profile as much as possible. It may not seem <laughs> like it's like you like everything is important on there, but it's really not a matter of whether or not your guests are going to want it to this extent. It's really about what Google wants to see. And we know that they want a fully built out listing. And even if that means making sure that all your it is making sure that all your services are included. That's something I did. That was another article. I'll see if I can find that one because that there was a larger SEO company or something like that had done had looked in a couple of different verticals and had done kind of a longitudinal study, we'll call it, because they had looked in 2018 and are making some of those same comparisons in 2022 to say, okay, now they have these custom categories that they've selected. Now, previously, it didn't matter. Like, I think one out of 30 were affected. This time around, 29 out of 30 were actually affected by making sure you're mm -hmm. selecting the right custom services and things like that. It, it is. It, it definitely plays a role in how people are able to find your business. So build out your, this is one of those things where obviously we, we don't like building content for the search engines. We do like to build out the Google My Business listing for the search engine because it's going to give people all the answers that you need to find. So whatever answer you think someone's going to need to find, make sure that it's visible on your Google My Business listing because with the growth of zero click searches. Not everybody is making it to your website. Not Some people are finding the answers they need right within that knowledge panel, within the other questions asked or anything like that. So the more in depth, the more information you can put in there to ensure that people, we still want people to make it to that brand website, but if they don't, you better make sure that everything that they need to know to book a trip with you, to potentially become an owner with you should be available or visible somehow within that Google My Business profile. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the, like we were saying earlier, it's kind of the teaser that gets people into the next right. thing. So if you do that, Hey, it's another service area. That's how I refer to these things is another surface area that yep. an owner or a guest can latch onto and then get into your ecosystem, into your world. And it's free. Like, we didn't even say that the whole time we were, yeah. we were talking about at the beginning. I wonder if people got confused, but yeah, to be yeah. clear, we got all this stuff on Google's and give them a little credit, right? They're trying to organize yeah. this information and make the search more useful. And this doesn't cost anything. Optimizing your Google, my business profile takes yeah. you a bit of time, but doesn't cost any actual dollars to do and again, let's hope Google's not listening because they'll probably get an idea. I wonder if we charge. No, <laughs> right. I think the benefit on the consumer side is that you get legitimate information. You can see who the local companies are. Again, if you game the system and you try to be a host that doesn't gets away with doing the office thing, you're not really following the spirit of what Google wants. And I think that you shouldn't expect your listings to stay up. But once it stays up and you have all the stuff, stuff buttoned up and you get a lot of benefit from it, that's going to help you grow your company and get more bookings and get more owners. And it's an essential part, I think, of all the great companies we work with have really well built yep. out, optimized, a lot of reviews, a lot of good reviews, Google My Business profiles. And that's not a, that's not a coincidence, right? That <laughs> happens for a reason. My Correct. Opinion. Yeah. Awesome. Anything else you want to talk about Google My Business related or do we do this sort of small topic some justice by going into a little bit of detail here? I think we've done this justice and maybe there's a part two and I'm sure there'll be more changes to talk about somewhere down the road. I'm sure yeah. at some point someone's going to switch up the algorithm that makes the profile strength what it is. And we can yell about that and say Google's doing this wrong again. And that's fine because you're not listening, Google. It's OK. We're fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Good. I think our best stuff always comes from old man shouting at sky type Correct. of content. Well, so the more curmudgeon <laughs> we are, I think the better the outcome typically is. All right, phenomenal. Thanks so much. We'll put a bow on it for this week. So we want to send Paul back to Florida like next year. Yeah. And for Paul to go to Florida, what he would really want, what would make him happy next vacation? Reviews. 
is some reviews. Like if the next time Paul goes to Florida, if he were to sit there and be sunning himself and Mm. bringing in the wonderful wonderful sun in Florida instead of dealing with the winteries, you know what would make him happy? Is if he was on his phone, he opened the Heads in Bed show on Spotify or Apple Mm -hmm. or something like that, and he scrolled and he saw a bunch of reviews. Mm -hmm. So if you've listened this far, you must have liked it a little bit at least. Go ahead, (laughs) leave us a review. We'd love to hear it, and we will catch you on the next episode. Thanks so much.